We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. WHKradio.com. Giving you reason in the age of unreason. Always write radio with Bob France and the answer. All right, that sounds like us all over. It's uh, 9.35. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday morning. Don't forget, we've got Cuyahoga County Prosecutor Michael Malley at 10.35. Dr. Everett Piper coming up at the top of the hour. But for now, I want to welcome uh, back to our program the Attorney General, top cop, if you will, in the state of Ohio, Attorney General Dave Yost. A.G. Yost, good to have you on the program. How are you, sir? Good morning. Doing great, Bob. Good to have you here. There's a lot of uh, stuff that we need to discuss. You've been uh, very, very busy of late, and you're going to get busier because <laughs> the uh, the uh, ACLU has decided to sue the state of Ohio, and uh, apparently they're not really happy with the idea that adults cannot abuse their kids by putting them on permanently um, uh, disfiguring and bodily um, uh, impairing uh, puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones before the full-on bodily mutilation that comes with a sex reassignment surgical procedure. Uh, the SAFE Act is, uh, has been passed. The people have spoken. Their representatives have done what they asked by an overwhelming number, and they, repeat, or they overrode the veto by Governor Mike DeWine, and now the ACLU is trying to stop that from taking place. Uh, can you tell me how you're going to defend the state of Ohio? Well, it's uh, they have the burden of proof of showing that there's a problem, and I don't think there is a problem. Uh, so as a start, we're going to show that they're acting absurdly. But look, um, we have all kinds of limitations about what minors can do. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, even get a tattoo without getting a permission slip from your folks. Uh, you can't enter into a binding legal contract. You're not allowed to purchase alcohol uh, or cigarettes. Uh, you can't enlist in the military until you're almost 18, uh, and you can't fight uh, until you're 18. Why do we have all these kinds of restrictions uh, on things that adults could certainly do? Why can't 16-year-olds do these things? Well, it's because their judgment isn't fully formed. They're, they're still developing things change. Uh, If I think back to when I was 12 or 15 or even 17 and think about uh, how different I was after a couple of years of college at 20, you wouldn't even think you're the same person. Um, So I think the state is well within its rights to use its traditional powers to protect its children here. This is just one in a long string of things that this and other states have done to recognize that children's judgment is not completely formed and their choices uh, are properly limited until they achieve adulthood. Yeah, that's very well said. Uh, We're talking to Attorney General Dave Yost. Have you read the complaint that they have filed, and what is their argument? What are they saying that that is uh, even remotely uh, questionable in terms of the constitutionality or the legality of uh, of the bill that was passed, vetoed, and then overridden? Well, uh, candidly, I haven't read it. I'm sure okay. one of my staff is reading it. Um, but I've been focused this week on uh, capital punishment and uh, the uh, 
Norfolk Southern train wreck lawsuit uh, is okay. where I've been spending my time. Well, so Well, that's I, good sorry, because I, that was my next know. topic anyway. No, that's fine. That was my next topic anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about nitrogen. They, first of okay. all, tell us, tell us the state of capital punishment in the state of Ohio. We were just discussing it in the open. It's been since 2018 that there has been an execution carried out in the state of Ohio, and there's been a myriad of problems. First of all, lay that out for us, and then tell us why, Attorney General Yost, um, the method that was just uh, uh, used in Alabama might be a way for us to go. Sure. Uh, So we have 118 people on death row here in Ohio. The average stay, Bob, is 21 years. Uh, Bob Hand, who I convicted uh, when I was a prosecutor in Delaware uh, County, still on death row. That that trial was in 2003. He still hasn't uh, had his date with justice in spite of the fact that he killed three out of four wives over the course of more than 20 years uh, for insurance proceeds. Uh, I mean, just a ghoulish, awful case. Um, And there's many more. These are only the worst of the worst that are on death row. Uh, And they wait, and they're more likely to die of old age than uh, receiving their their sentence. But, uh, as you say, it's been, uh, excuse me, dead in the water for the last, uh, since 2018. Um, And uh, part of that is because the uh, people that manufacture lethal injection, which is currently the only method permitted uh, in Ohio for capital punishment, won't sell it uh, to us for that purpose. And they threaten that if we buy it under other pretense and then divert it to capital punishment, um, that they won't sell us any of the drugs in their uh, inventory uh, including medicines that we need at the Department of Health or for the Department of Medicaid. Um, so the, the, the governor's in a little bit of a trick box here. Um, we think that nitrogen uh, presents a way, it's, it's in the air we breathe, it's widely available, uh, and it presents an opportunity to be uh, able to get around the drug company's um, boycott, basically. So some of the opponents of capital punishment were complaining about the execution that was just carried out using the nitrogen um, in in Alabama, saying that he writhed on the table and clearly he was in pain. And aside from the fact that, generally speaking, I don't care whether or not uh, people suffer when they uh, when they are when they are having their date with justice, as you, you you appropriately put it. But aside from that, they're saying that it's, uh, you know, it, it can cause great pain. So I'm kind of curious. I've always wondered this, and maybe you don't have any better an answer than I do because you're not a doctor, but I'm just wondering. We have people who die on operating tables every day. They, we have people who survive on operating tables every day, too, but they are given the, the, the anesthesia that helps them sleep through the, being cut open and having their organs you know, tinkered with and built, rebuilt and everything else that happens there. And sometimes the anesthesia is off and the patient dies in completely no pain whatsoever. Why don't we just give them whatever anesthesia is given to a surgical patient, put it on their mouth, and then just let it go until, uh, until, like I said, there's, 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 it's pain-free given the fact that surgeries are pain-free uh, until it's recovery time. <laughs> why why is, isn't, there a, isn't there a more simple way to do this is what I'm asking, Attorney General Yost? Yeah, well, well, there is, uh, but we have the same problem with that that we do with lethal injection drugs. 
the manufacturers of those anesthetics are not going to provide them for that purpose. Uh, and obviously, we don't want to be a position where um, one of the many Ohioans that are on Medicaid uh, don't have their the anesthetic drugs available to them, uh, just so that we can you know carry out a capital sentence. Mm-hmm. But let, let's return for a second to this writhing on the table stuff. Yeah. Um, this the fact of the matter is this method using nitrogen has been used uh, in, is being used in Europe, uh, modern, sensitive, progressive Europe, uh, allows this for assisted suicide. So if, if this is all that inhumane and cruel, you have to believe that all those enlightened people over there on the continent are somehow embracing this uh, without regard to its cruelty, and that all the people that elect to use this for assisted suicide to end their lives are knowingly adopting something that is, there is going to cause them uh, great pain. None of that makes any sense. Here's the truth of the matter. The fellow that was executed in Alabama, a murderer, didn't want to die. He didn't want to die at all. He didn't want to die by nitrogen. And he held his breath. And he squirmed around and resisted on the table because that's I mean, what we expect. A murderer, a condemned murderer, is going to go, oh, well, that's the rules. I guess I need to submit to being strapped down and, and given nitrogen. I'll just lay here peacefully. Uh, come on, guys. Uh, th- this is the worst kind. The people that are arguing about that piece are absolutely ruining their credibility because it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If you want to be anti-capital punishment, beautiful. I respect you. I think it's a hard question coming from a guy who's looked into the eyes of 12 jurors and asked them to kill a fellow human being. That's not an easy thing to do. I was sleepless the night before I made that argument to the jury. But come on. Base it on the morality of your principles. Don't make stuff up. Say that this assisted suicide methodology is somehow cruel and unusual. That's bunk. That's a great. That's a great uh, response, uh, and and you're spot on. We're talking to Attorney General Dave Yost. To to the last point though about you know if you are anti capital punishment, fine, be that, have that opinion, and that's okay. Uh, you respect that. I do too. Um, how do you, as a pro-capital punishment um, uh, attorney general and just person, um, how do you deal with the number of cases in which people who uh, are on, on death row in some cases, uh, sometimes they're just in doing long prison sentences for, for various things, uh, and you know, later on the, you know, the, uh, uh, the uh, why am I not able to call it what it, what it is, the... Uh, for crying out loud, why am I blanking uh, on the, uh, the 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 testing? The uh, te- te- uh, why can I not think of the word for crying out loud? Testing proves that they they didn't do it. Um, our DNA code for crying no, out loud, yeah, I cannot DNA, think of the letters yeah, DNA. Sure. I was going to say CGI. For crying out loud. I couldn't even yeah. think. Of it. So DNA testing proves that somebody didn't. 
Um, and, and so their argument, the biggest argument for the anti-capital punishment folks that I hear, including people that I respect, is we cannot allow an innocent person to be put to death. We can set somebody who was wrongly convicted free after a long time of being in prison, but we can't bring them back from the grave. That's enough of a reason to oppose it. How do you answer those folks, A.G. Yost? Well, I would agree with their moral evaluation. I would disagree with their assessment of the system. Uh, look, one of the reasons, again, you hear constantly, the death penalty is so expensive. Well, why is it so expensive? It's so expensive because we spend years, decades, making sure that the process was right. The people that get moderated, that's evidence of the system working. There's no evidence that a single person in the state of Ohio has ever been executed who is innocent. Now, there have been people who have been convicted, but those convictions have been overturned. Uh, and, you know, I'm in agreement uh, with those people that say, you know, we should not allow uh, the potential for a mistake on the day of uh, that the sentence is carried out. But I, I honestly believe that appeal after appeal all the way through the state courts, habeas through the federal courts, uh, habeas through the state courts. I I mean, this guy, uh, Bob Hams, that I told you about, Mm -hmm. uh, that I prosecuted, uh, he exhausted his appeals in 2018. His, His lawyers literally can't think of anything else to say. And you know why? He, He did it. He is guilty. Um, and it's time that the three daughters that Jill Hand left behind, who I met with earlier, late last year, I guess, um, have finally the promise that was made to them 21 years ago uh, is finally fulfilled. Yeah, and and uh, I completely agree. And the idea, and it's a little bit, you know, of an exaggeration, but the people can die of old age before they actually face their day with justice. You're spot on. The fact that he's there 21 years or anybody else is there that long, long after their appeals have expired, six years now in that case, it's just uh, incomprehensible. Uh, let's get a couple of other quick things in here while we have you on the phone, Attorney General Yost. We'll talk about the train uh, lawsuit in a moment, too. In fact, do that one first, and then we'll get to the uh, your latest rejection of the voting rights overhaul proposal. But tell us about the uh, uh, the the, uh, the rail uh, lawsuit that you had mentioned. So uh, there's a lot of legal procedures that are going on there. Obviously, um, there's a fair amount of pressure to settle the lawsuit. Um, the first thing is all of the immediate needs, the cleanup, uh, the help for the community, as already in place. Uh, and I'll give Norfolk uh, some credit; um, they have opened up their wallet and spent um, probably nine figures uh, in the course of all of this. So um, the, the, the immediate harm has receded. Now we're worried about the long-term harm uh, and also the causation, which brings me to the second point. We can't get this case resolved until after the NTSB completes its investigation and tells us what happened. Um, I'm hearing that that's going to be this sometime this summer. Uh, until I see that report, I'm not ready to sign off on any resolution to this. Will you be uh, meeting uh, the President of the United States in uh, East Palestine? 
Well, he hasn't reached out to invite me, um, but uh, I have been in contact with the uh, EPA and the Department of Justice. And well, you were, uh, this is, of course, uh, a joint state and federal responsibility in mm-hmm. holding this as a railway accountable. Yeah, and uh, and and certainly we hope that is done sooner rather than later. I get very frustrated with the pace of things sometimes, and the fact that it's going to be by this summer, as you point out, it's going to be a year and a half or more since the actual, uh, you know, derailment and the accident happened. So, uh, uh, hold, you know, getting justice for people, and uh, you know, getting accountability for those who are responsible for it. Uh, you know, it's 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 a very slow moving train, if if we can borrow that, and uh, and it's a little bit frustrating for folks. I can certainly say that. Uh, last thing, Attorney General Dave Yost, and we appreciate your time this morning. You have rejected for the second time, I believe, um, the voting rights overhaul that has been put forth uh, as people try to. Uh, make, uh, you know, limitless ballot drop boxes and uh, same-day registration and registering automatically as soon as you go to a DMV, but not requiring any any photo identification when you go to vote the whole nine yards. Um, you said no a second time. Tell us why. Well, it's important to understand I don't get to inject my policy preferences here. Mm-hmm. I have a very limited job where I look at the summary that's going to go on top of the petitions um, and say I rule on whether it's a fair and truthful summary of what the uh, ballot, uh, excuse me, what the uh, amendment would do. Uh, in this case, they restyled it. The title on it is uh, Voters' uh, Bill of Rights. Um, and what it actually is is a redesign of our voting system. Uh, now, a, a Bill of Rights, I know you're well aware, because I've, I've heard you talk about uh, our Constitution and our founders. Mm-hmm. Um, our, a Bill of Rights is stuff that belongs to the people that can be enforced. Uh, It creates a positive right. Um, That's not what this does. What this does is it upends and redesigns, re-engineers our entire uh, election system uh, in a manner more pleasing to um, the group that's putting it together. Um, So the Supreme Court has recently held that the title is uh, material to a, a, an initiated uh, statute or amendment uh, or, or ordinance. And so uh, we've taken a look at that. Uh, candidly, the office is not always under Mike DeWine uh, and even under me. We haven't always looked at that, but with this recent mm-hmm. Supreme Court case, we're looking at the title as well, and it, it's, it just is calling it something that it's not, something that's very attractive. Who's, who could be against a Bill of Rights? Right. Uh, but that's not what this is. Yeah, that's what makes it misleading. 100% agree. And, and you know, regardless of what the actual language is, it's what it's presented to the public, the voters as, that can have an impact on, on, on what they do and how they decide things. So it has to be accurate. I completely concur. Do you think they'll keep coming back with new language? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and eventually uh, they will correct all of their deficiencies, and it will be my duty to sign off on it, uh, regardless of where, where whether I think it's good public policy or What's not. What's the deadline for them to do that before it, so it can get on the ballot in November? 
I think it's this year. I think it's early July, maybe the third of July. Uh, it's sometime in July. Oh, so they got so they got some time here. They got three four months anyway to to figure it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Well, listen, Attorney General Rios, thank you for the great job you're doing. You're standing up for justice. You're standing up for the rights of the people in this state, uh, whether it be for for accuracy and in, uh, in in amendments and proposals and initiatives and so forth and the death penalty and so forth. Keep up the great work. We really do appreciate it, and we appreciate you checking in with us. I appreciate it, but it's my duty. I hope you have a great day. And you do the same. Thank you, sir. That's the Attorney General of the State of Ohio, Dave Yost. And uh, I doggone near called DNA DEI. That's how freaking pervasive and invasive that thing is right now. I literally could not think of DNA because I was going to say DEI. And you know what, DEI? I almost switched to CGI for crying out loud. Uh, Dave Yost is doing a phenomenal job, in my opinion, as the Attorney General of this state. He really is. He is He is checking all the right boxes. He is hitting all the right notes. And he's doing what the people of the state of Ohio expected him to do when they, when they voted for him and elected him again. Uh, I just think it's a, a terrific, terrific job that he's doing. Time out here. Top of the hour is coming. Dr. Everett Piper on the, on the flip. And then at the bottom of the next hour, you're going to want to be here when we talk to Cuyahoga County Prosecutor Michael O'Malley, who's running for re-election and must be re-elected. He's got a Soros-backed opponent in, a, in the 